Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of paratruth radio my name is justin and i'm eric and tonight we've got another great and amazing episode for you um eric i actually haven't mentioned this to you but i've been thinking about the life of paratruth radio not to go on a, a whole rabbit trail right away folks but um and we used to call our our listeners paratruthers before that i think it was just how we kind of start the show now ladies and gentlemen so it's it's weird that we've kind of transitioned back and forth so <laughs> i'm kind of interested for for you guys do you guys like being called paratruthers or do you just like listening to the show you don't care what you're called um the other thing I wanted to bring up really quick, uh, just before we get started, is uh, there is some kind of some civil unrest going on right now in Minneapolis with the cop who uh, killed George Floyd. His trial's coming up, um, as well as there was a teen, uh, black teen boy that was quote unquote accidentally shot by a, a white female officer. Um, so. I'm just asking everybody, please be civil. Uh, yes, it is an unfortunate stream of events, but please keep it peaceful. Let's not be rioting like uh, it has happened in the past uh, because there is a huge difference between peaceful uh, protest and, and riots. And I, I'm really wanting everybody to be safe and, and not lose their mind over this because something I've talked about with several friends and you and I've talked about it too, Eric, the media is always firing people up to the point where it becomes this, this big blown out thing and it's not good for our country, especially with wh what we've been going on for the past year. Right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, the media does that so that they can create more news. You know, it's, Obviously, if you're not firing people up and the protests stop, well, now there's nothing to talk about. So not that they're in, not that the news networks are intent is to create violence among, you know, the people. But sometimes I wonder the, the, the way that they, depending on the news network, the way that they, they comment and the way they turn the story and that's the big thing is that the the networks can turn the story any way they want that's kind of the mm -hmm. whole point you know like you can have any incident whatsoever it could become considered a good or bad but they're you know it, they have the right to to tell what they want to tell and share the details they want to share right yeah 
So just wanted to throw that out there really quick. Um, I, I know everybody that listens to Paratruth Ra- Radio uh, comes with a dose of skepticism uh, when it comes to the paranormal, but I, I hope that everybody keeps a level head when it comes to the situations that are going on right now as well. But tonight, uh, this episode right here is not about the civil unrest going on right now. Uh, it's actually something Eric and I have touched base on numerous times. Um, we might have done an episode about it. I can't remember for sure. Uh, but we I wanted to talk to everybody about uh, opening doorways. Um, and on top of that, talk about natural things that we have in our home that can create uh portals or doorways into your home as well for uh, spirits or entities. Um, So Eric, you and I have talked about this so many times before, um, but uh, something that I'm not really sure if we've ever really talked about except for off air um, is mirrors Mm -hmm. and how you and I uh, have kind of come to the point where we don't really like to look at ourselves in mirrors unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, right. And part of that is from movies and part of that is from the paranormal as a whole uh, and, and just kind of fear of that. But one of the the well-known uh, things that can c- cause a portal or, or people believe is a, a doorway is mirrors. And something this is something that goes back to you know the old world, uh, Italy, uh, uh, Greece. Uh, I, I think there's a couple other countries, but those are the two major ones that come to my mind. That believe I, I think the Irish too um, believe that uh, when somebody dies, they need to cover the mirrors so the, so that the spirit will will move on and not stay in the home and stuff. So, what are some of your thoughts about about portals in mirrors is that something that you've kind of researched over the years that we've been doing this yeah of course uh i mean i think when you're talking about portals or opening doorways or closing them for that matter uh in any research you do mirrors are likely going to show up uh not only are they historically um told as or shared as portals but there are plenty of different cultures that use the mirrors as for divination uh looking mm-hmm. into them believing right. they can reach out to the spirit world using it uh scrying <clears throat> right scrying and stuff like that uh you know the whole idea of closing up the or, or shading the mirror in funeral homes or when somebody dies you know that's that goes back really far as well um you know, culturally speaking, I mean, we don't think about that so much nowadays, uh, but mm-hmm. it's still there. And there are people even in the U.S. that will still do that. You know, they follow kind of those old ways. And it's, you know, there, there's no proof. There's no evidence that suggests that a mirror really is a portal. It's really more just uh, chopped up to fairy tales, mainly. You know, these are these are things that have been told from generation to generation. Um, and whether or not it's real we don't know, but there is a reason why people say bloody Mary or the candy man, mm-hmm. uh, you know, play those games while looking into the mirror, uh, because those particular, uh, characters will call them because that's 
more or less what they are during this game, are able to appear to you or supposedly appear to you in the mirror. And of course, scientifically, that's not so necessarily true. Uh, obviously, you're supposed to turn the light off and do it. I think uh, you're supposed to have a flashlight or probably a candle flickering, something like that. Um, but the idea is it's, it's a, it plays a trick on your eyes. And when you use a flashlight or you use a candle, especially, the movement of the shadows will make your face look like it's contorting or becoming shape-shifting shape into a different person. Uh, that might be Bloody Mary or it might be the Candyman. And that's enough to drive your fear level up a little bit and you can get the feeling that, yeah, you just contacted something from another dimension, basically. Right. Well, on top of that, just playing that game, um, and if you have a uh, a candle burning or, or whatever, a lot of times that is kind of how scrying is done. Or uh, there are a lot of uh, therapists that use that type of methods for hypnosis. So yeah. you're almost self-hypnotizing yourself into believing these kinds of things too, or opening that doorway in the sense of maybe you're, you're scrying and you don't even know it and stuff like right. that, or just calling on these, these tales, I guess you can call them, but it, whatever negative entity demon, whatever you want to call them will pick up on that and play into those fears too. Right. Well, you know, one thing that has been brought up numerous times uh, throughout various discussions is that the mirror, uh, the reason it's considered a portal or, or can be a portal uh, to another, it could be another world or another dimension, uh, parallel dimension is primarily what it is, is because everything you see in the mirror is reverse of what we see here in reality, right? Uh, and so the idea is that there's two planes, the mirror plane, which is the reverse of everything. So the darkness uh, and our reality, which is the good. Uh, so evil entities throughout history and story uh, have definitely come from mirrors. But again, whether or not there's any true evidence is really up to and each individual uh, themselves. You know, because mm -hmm. like I can say, oh, there's evidence because I witnessed it myself. But you who never witnessed it might say, no, I don't believe it. Unless it's caught on camera. But even in today's time, a camera doesn't always prove anything to, to people who are skeptics. Right. Well, that's something we've said numerous times, too. It's so easy to fake things now. On top of just the, the video stuff, I mean, if you have enough money, you can get whatever software is you want or whatever to movie softwares even um so that it's actually something that that i've thought about a little bit with the with the mirrors and that's why i wanted to bring it up because um i've, I've seen several articles come up now about it um i have mirrors in my bedroom and uh the hotel i was staying at had a mirror close to the bedroom. And one of the things that they say is, uh, that that's something that you don't want to do because spirits can use those as doorways and they're basically going to be coming in and out of your bedroom. 
while you're sleeping or whatever, whatever it is. So it, yeah, it's a belief. There, There is no real proof in the sense of scientific proof as far as that goes. But uh, it was just something that's kind of fascinated me recently just because I've seen so many articles and people have talked about it so much. Um, and an article that I actually came across um, also talked about feng shui and, and how placing mirrors in certain areas of the home is not good for your the feng shui of your home, too. So, um, when, uh, when I told you about what I wanted to talk about this week, what other kind of stuff popped into your mind? I mean, the, the obvious ones that come to my mind is something we've talked about for a while is the Ouija board, but is there anything else that you kind of thought about? Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff that we've talked about in the past, I mean, not just the Ouija board, but just, um, investigating just straight investigating uh using evps doing evp sessions asking questions opening yourself up to answers uh things like that um you know also kind of weird but just the mindset that you have uh you know you can be thinking about a door opening and suddenly you start hearing knocks on a wall, uh, which brings up a whole other topic as to whether or not spirits can read your mind, uh, which we've talked right. about as well in the past. Uh, and that's a pretty hot topic, but whether or not they can or can't, you know, we, we, we really just don't know. You know, it, it's, there's a lot of speculation. There's belief that you know, obviously from certain standpoints that only God could uh, know what your mind is. And that's because it's scripturally based. Uh, but there are plenty of demonologists who believe otherwise and think that demons can. And not all demonologists. There are some demonologists that don't believe that they can. They just can read the person very well. Uh, and the idea behind that is if you're thinking something, it's likely that you have a tick that gives away the type of thought that you're having. And that's mm. what these energies feed off of and are able to manifest themselves accordingly to drive up that fear factor because if they drive up the fear factor. Well, now they're going to be able to feed off of more energy and become stronger. Uh, you know, so that's another one. Also, interestingly enough, water, uh, water is another potential portal, um, mainly in the fact that it is also very much like a mirror. It's reflective. Uh, and the fact that it's reflective is, again, another reverse world of our own world. So if you're looking down into a river uh, or a swimming pool, you know, everything that you're seeing is backwards from what is reality. And there's a belief that you can be, a soul could be trapped in that. Um, whether on, during death or, you know, even, uh, opening up the portal for spirits to come out of the water. Uh, it's just this idea that any type of reflection, reflections, reflected surface can manifest some sort of spiritual activity. Um, mirrors, windows, water, uh, you know, things like that. That's interesting that you brought brought that up because we, we've brought this up at least once or twice recently um, about the investigation we did uh where we thought we we were having an encounter with the wraith uh, a wraith right. um and that was near a body of water i be believe it was a lake and mm -hmm. um 
there was also uh, several Native Americans that were slaughtered in that area as well. So it's interesting that you brought up the water because then you, you get into this whole thing of uh, maybe certain areas are haunted, especially like outside, outdoors, um, because there are bodies of water there. That very well could be. Uh, and not to mention that water is a natural energy source, which could mm. easily uh, provide energy for spirits. Uh, it's a type of kinetic energy that it produces, especially as water is moving. It creates this moving greater uh, kinetic energy, uh, which can kind of flow through the environment and empower spirits. Uh, you know, it's also possibly one of those reasons why so many people feel comfortable near water, assuming you're not afraid of water, you know, of swimming or drowning, stuff like that. Uh, but Think of people who, anyone who goes to the ocean, who chooses to go to the ocean or a big lake, uh, mm. maybe one of the Great Lakes, you probably go for some sort of peace, some sort of relaxation, the sound of the waves, just the overall feeling between like the salt water and the smell in the air and the overall energy that you're feeling. And that's because there is energy driven from those tides, from the water itself. Uh and of course, you know, you could figure even the, the magnetic field can have some sort of effect. And depending on where the ley lines are, could empower some spirits over others. That's like some of the most haunted locations in the world are based on intersection ley lines. Uh, and there's a belief that because of that intersection ley line, there's a higher energy source that provides that kind of the strength for the hauntings. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Yeah. So uh, the we've got water, we've got mirrors. Um, I saw an article that said windows, but same concept causes a reflection. Um, we we mentioned the Ouija board, uh, and I think we've preached more than enough. Please do not use a Ouija board, uh, especially if you any of these things. Uh, if you're wanting to be curious, please learn how to protect yourself. Um, from a Christian standpoint, that that's uh, praying to God and asking for protection. Obviously, of course, you should not be doing this if you're you have any belief in Christianity. Um, but even if you're, say, for example, you're you want to be a paranormal investigator and you want to have that that Christian base as part of your paranormal investigation team um always know how to protect yourself against these things because even just doing an investigation in and of itself is opening that doorway because you're do doing uh usually doing evp work which means you're you're either talking to a spirit or you're talking amongst yourselves and you're you're catching a spirit's voice on the voice recorder um you're doing these different things uh like the 
uh, EMF detectors, not necessarily a, a doorway in and of itself per se, but just the act of doing all this stuff could be a doorway as well. Um, so here's a question for you, Eric. When we first okay. started doing paranormal investigations and when we were doing the show and just even just kind of talking about all this stuff, uh, d- did you ever feel that this that was kind of a doorway when we first started doing this? Um, I don't know. You know, it's, see, it, it's tough because, uh, I mean, two things are happening at, a time, at that time. One was we started the radio show and the other was I started reading, uh, the lesser key of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during both of those times being, I don't know if it was that they were combined or just one over the other, I opened myself up to demonic attack and that led on to a demonic attack and attachment for about six months, nearly six months. I think it's like four months. Um, and I think it's mainly because of the lesser key of Solomon and the type of uh, entity that I allowed myself to be open to, but I'm sure that discussing stuff online here uh, certainly helped. Uh, well, you know, as I said earlier today, opening your mind, to entities or the possibility of ghosts or hauntings uh, can be more than enough more than enough to manifest those hauntings uh, now the question there then is it all mental or is it real and science would tell you that it's all in your mind opening yourself up mm-hmm. to them is simply just opening a imaginary door that allows you to see things that aren't really there to begin with uh, on the flip side, if you're talking to investigators, uh, paranormal scientists, people who uh, really study this type of culture in depth, they'll say that opening your mind to these things allow these entities to appear to you because uh, we're so closed off. We're, we're, we're basically opening that one part of our mind that has been closed since just right out of childhood. You know, children, how many stories have we heard about children seeing entities? It's because they're innocent. They're young, their mind is open to all the possibilities of the world. Uh, But as we grow older, we close certain parts off, we get this filter. So pulling that filter down, well, now you're suddenly seeing things around you that you couldn't see before, but they've always been there. Right. So what else can you, you kind of think of outside of just what we were just discussing that would open a, a doorway, uh, other than like Ouija board and just kind of thinking about it. Um, just I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, but I guess in your mind, what are other, are, are other doorways or ways of opening that doorway? Uh, <clears throat> wow. I think what, well, I mean, the type of books you read, of course, uh, it could be a certain, sentence or certain word that could open a door uh mind you that their words are powerful right i mean even mm. just in everyday life words are very powerful think of the many words that have been spoken abraham lincoln you know uh john f kennedy um you know all the all the greats that have made these big speeches martin luther king jr uh you know the words are very powerful they have driven nations to to great things and they've also crushed nations uh and 
the thought of that uh, could suggest that a simple word can be tied to a door that can possibly open. Uh, and I'm not saying like the word like because, you know, <laughs> you don't say the word because it's only a door opens or cow, oh, cow, kaboom, you know, door opens. No, I don't think there's any hell cows coming out of a portal, but if they do <laughs> catch them on tape because I want to see it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are certain things, there are certain words that are said in rhythm that can be, you know, think of uh, chants, various chants that have been, uh, that may be chanted in various types of witchcraft or divination, uh, you know, or some type of spiritual ritual, uh, could be even Christian, you know, there, there are certain things mm. that people say uh, repetitively for the a result, you know, to come about spiritually. Uh, and those are the type of things that can certainly open doors. Uh, prayer, for example, think of prayer. Now, you don't typically think of talking to God as opening a door, per se, but you're opening up that communication with God. You know, if you're somebody who doesn't believe in God, you don't pray to God, well, guess what? I mean, clearly there's no communication between you. But if you were to take the time to actually pray, I would, uh, I would guarantee actually that you would eventually, maybe not right away, but eventually you would hear back from him. There would be contact. Uh, so that could be, you know, prayer could be technically a way to open a door. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it really depends on the type of words you're saying, but if you're directing those words toward an entity of any source, uh, that's going to open that door to that entity. You know, think of, you know, we, we talked to, uh, <clears throat> I hate to bring him up, but we talked to a guy named Phrase a long time ago, right? His mm -hmm. last name. Uh, and he talked about praying to Satan and how Satan came to him. Uh, manifested and he became a Satanist because of it. You know, you pray to entities, no matter what they are, they're likely to come to you. You know, think of the girls with the Slender Man, same deal. Mm -hmm. So, right. yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense too, even though, you know, in my mind, prayer didn't come up as, as a way, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense no matter what you're praying to you're opening that doorway just because you're you're trying to communicate with it but um i i think that uh that is that's something i've never really thought about before yeah. well and and, uh, and this too is like sometimes when you're praying to certain entities you may not get the one that you're right away you might not get the one that you're expecting uh you know people who are looking to become saved. For example, maybe they're praying to God for the first time. Uh, the devil's not going to want that. So there's a good chance that when you're praying, you're going to open a door to something a little darker first uh, that's trying to pull you away. But I'm um, just say right now, be, you know, have no fear because if you're praying to God, he's not going to allow Satan to drag you away if you stand your ground, you know? So, uh, but there are, moments where certain types of prayers are reaching out even if there's been people who've reached out and like uh preach to or uh pray to the devil even in fact here's a story that i thought i shared a long time ago i was doing a mission trip down in new orleans uh, a friend of mine uh, was with me and we walked into a voodoo shop uh down there and there was this woman who's kind of like looking for uh various items to conduct a voodoo ritual to 
get her son out of prison. He was locked up in prison. For some reason, we didn't ask details, uh, but he was locked up. And the reason we know this is because my friend was drawn to her. He saw her. There are a bunch of people. Mind you, I mean, New Orleans is a big tourist spot. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of people in this voodoo shop, but there's this one woman that my friend was drawn to. And he asked me to come over and I was hesitant at first, but eventually we walked over and he just asked her, you know, a couple questions. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Who are you? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it turns out her story was that she was looking for objects uh, to conduct a voodoo ritual to protect her son who was recently placed in prison. Well, my friends asked if we could pray over her and you know, put our hands on her shoulder. Uh, we prayed over her and right just all of a sudden she said, wow, I don't, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm a, I'm a God believing woman. I came in here just, I was, I felt lost. I needed something to help. And now you guys are here and you reminded me that, you know, God is the one I need to turn to. And it's little moments like that when you're turning to these other spiritual entities for help, that maybe a much greater entity will step in. And in this case, that's how he inter- God intervened, right? So it can go either way. So when you guys did that, did the like the storekeeper get mad or anything? He, because you, he, he, look, he didn't say a thing, but he wasn't happy. That's for sure. Because <laughs> he he watched her leave, and then he stared us down the entire <laughs> way as we walked. Uh, we said, "Have a good day," and he said, "Just nodded." He said, "Yep, you do," and that was that. But uh, yeah, he noticed it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, in those circumstances yeah the the storekeeper is probably not going to be happy with you if you're turning no. somebody away from his shop <laughs> so it's i'm glad you brought up the the whole thing about uh when you pray at least for the first time or first couple times you you might pray and something else is trying to sway you or something because that that's something i thought of too I mean, spiritual warfare. I mean, we did a whole small series on spiritual warfare, actually. You guys could probably go back and find it if it's up, uh, or I'm sure we could if find not, it. If I, not, I, I think I can put it up. Was that a part? That wasn't part of our uh, our ghost hunting or anything like that. It wasn't was part it? of ghost hunting. It was part of our, I think it was part of our, right before our Angels and Demons series. It okay. was when I was still in, I was in Atlanta, so it would have been around 2017, I think, that we did it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll get that but, episode up, especially since you brought it up. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's spiritual warfare, and you know, a lot of people they don't believe in spiritual warfare, but everyone does believe in good and evil. At least most people do. Uh, and if you believe in good and evil, you have to believe in some sort of spiritual warfare. I mean, we're fighting warfare on it every day. I mean, if humans can fight good and evil, I mean, look at the wars that literally people have. You know, countries. Uh, well, same thing happens in the spiritual world. We just don't see it, but we feel it. And you'll feel it and understand it better if you allow yourself to uh, to open your mind to it and understand and study uh, the type of things that you go through with spiritual warfare and what you can do to protect yourself. Right. Well, and there's a lot of people that believe, too, that uh, spirits are, are influencing warfare as we know it as well like oh yeah rage uh raging the fire of either side sure absolutely uh you know you you figure uh, you know demonic entities they they crave blood they crave death uh you know that's that's what they want to see they're they're dark they're evil um like pure evil you know so 
that's why you hear so many people say, oh, humanity isn't bad. It's the spiritual side of them. That's, that's bad. Mm. Um, but that could be, that could be fixed. You know, no human is bad. It's part of sin. Sin is what's bad, not the human. And of course it's hard to believe that when you were looking at serial killers and, you know, mass murderers and stuff like that. Mental uh, health things. Yeah. You know, there, there's more to it. Um, and of course, depending on who you ask that too, mental health, obviously it could be a spiritual <laughs> thing as well. It's just right. back and forth. I mean, that, there's, there's <laughs> war right there. There's people debating whether or not it's spiritual or not spiritual. Um, right. But yeah, you know, those, that, those are things that are common discussions amongst uh, spiritualists and um, um, atheists alike, you know, whether or not mm-hmm. spiritual battles exist. Right. All right, folks, um, you are listening to Paratruth Radio. We're going to take a quick break, listen to Eric's random fact of the day, a quick commercial, and we will be right back right after this. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. Did you know that the human body literally glows? According to bestlifeonline.com, it might be hard to see with your naked eye. But everyone you pass by every day is literally glowing. The human body emits a small quantity of visible light. Visible, in the technical sense, of course, is that the illumination is about 1,000 times less intense than levels of light that we would actually be able to see. But researchers in Japan used a special camera to track this glow and found that it fluctuates throughout the day with the body emitting its lowest levels of light around 10 a.m. and highest at around 4 p.m., a rhythm the scientists attribute to the changes in one's metabolism. This was Eric's random fact of the day. everyone i'm cat ward host of paranormal heart podcast join me on the second and last sunday of each month as i speak with people who share their paranormal experiences we cover ghosts cryptids aliens and so much more you can find me on podbean youtube new lantern media apple podcasts and any place you find fine podcasts What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we've been talking about various ways to open portals or doors to other dimensions, uh, and in particular, spiritual. But now that I mention dimensions, uh, here's a question then, is whether or not we can actually open a portal to another dimension as in another worldly dimension, as opposed to another plane of existence, like a spiritual world. Uh, and this could be aliens, for example, or any other type of being that might exist outside of our own world or universe. Well, look at, it's actually something I thought about while I was doing some research on this as well. Look at what CERN's doing right now with the, the hydrogen collider and the research that they're doing. Um, I do believe an article came out not very long ago that uh, they released saying we can now open a window 
or doorway into another dimension, or we're going to try to. Mm-hmm. So, um, is can that be done through what we what we mentioned before? Uh, sure, if the maybe the other side was was paying attention and used that very moment to to open that portal or doorway to to their dimension. Um, I'm I don't believe that creating an actual physical I should say physical doorway uh, just by speaking a word or using a Ouija, Ouija board is is possible. But if science is involved, whether it's from our side or or another dimension's side, yes, I, I think it would be possible for that to happen. And here's the other question, and I'd love to hear your take on this. Is it healthy to do that? Probably not. Uh, I mean, obviously, this would be all stuff that's done in for science sake, right? Uh, you know, right. it's for the name of science, but you never really know what you're opening up that portal to. I mean, have you played the Doom games or watched yeah. the Doom movie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows what could happen? You literally unleash hell on Earth. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think. Sure. In terms of science, I think it's awesome. I think it's interesting, you know, uh, but it's, it's definitely a dangerous course to take, especially when you don't know what's exactly out there. Uh, and of course, I think most scientists believe, astrologists believe that there isn't really much out there other than more stars and planets. Um, maybe you, you could do some sort of time traveling or something like that if you move fast enough, uh, which would be by the way, 99% of speed light uh, or of light speed in order to, to travel. Uh, so that's impossible practically. Uh, so, you know, that, that's all cool. It's science fiction though. It's not reality. And the fact that they're trying to make it reality still, you know, you, you got to learn from, I think from the movies, which is crazy to think of, like <laughs> right. learn from right. make believe. But, you know, there's a certain reason why our minds go to, you know, these horrific uh, science fiction type events. You know, you think of Alien, you know, or you think of Predator. Uh, you think of, of uh, if you've ever watched Interstellar, you know, the type of thing that mm-hmm. could happen there. If you're traveling through time, the amount of loss, uh, losing family within seconds because time is different. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of scary things that could happen once we open that door. And again, who knows what could come out? It's could be spiritual. It could be physical. There could be nothing whatsoever. But, you know, unfortunately, we won't know until it happens. But at that point, it could be too late. Right. Well, there's always been this speculation, which I don't know if this comes from. I'm assuming this doesn't come from the the Doom movie. um, But there have been people that talk, talk about that they think that the human race started out on Mars. And the reason the Mar that Mars is a dead planet now is because we destroyed Mars and tried to find another place that would be habitable. So we, we came to earth. Some people say that was through, uh, space travel. Some people say that's, that was through what we're talking about right now, opening a portal to, uh, 
do the gap, kind of like Stargate, if you know, if you've seen Stargate, the movie or the shows. Um, and I mean, that's a whole other can of worms that we could probably get into uh, on another episode. But um, you you had mentioned that a lot of this stuff is, is science fiction, and you and I have talked about both on air and off air that um, any type of fiction has some form of truth in it. Not necessarily scientific truth, but um, it it does boggle the mind where these ideas are coming from as far as putting them into a story. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard to, you know, is make-believe simply made up or is, is it based on previous events and look at all the stories that we have the folklore uh the 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 history that people consider to be uh just made up you know fiction it's it's uh it's hard to understand really you know uh it's it's very possible that much of what people believe today Aliens, for example, uh, monsters, dragons, you know, all that kind of stuff, that folklore type of stuff is probably based off of some sort of truth. Possibly, you know, I mean, it's very rare that somebody comes up with a book's idea just simply on the whim. You know, there's always some sort of truth in there somewhere, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, the outcome of the story, the relationships within them, uh, you know, anything like that. There's always something that's some sort of truth. I mean, obviously, somebody didn't just wake up one day. Was it R.R. Uh, R. Martin, right, who did the, uh, the uh, Game of Thrones series? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, he didn't wake up one day and develop dragons in his mind. No, they already existed. They pre-existed for centuries uh, prior. And there was a time where in medieval times where people actually believed that dragons existed. It's possible that they saw dragons, you know? So if that's the case, then who's to say, just because we didn't find bones of it, you know, who knows what dragons are made of? Who knows? If if humanity killed all the dragons and burned them to ashes, there would be no bones left. They would have dissolved everything right so who knows (laughs) all right i think we're coming to the end of the show but um one thing i wanted to touch base on is we've talked about how people can open portals um something that i mentioned is to protect yourself is prayer uh there are people that believe that crystals or stones can offer protection. Um, something that Eric and I have kind of discussed recently because he's had some episodes of, of the sleep paralysis, which we've talked about on air, uh, in the house that he's now living in. Um, and he, uh, it's a wolf talisman that's made of obsidian, right? And he's kind of mentioned that when when he wears it, he's fine. Uh, has it ever happened while you're wearing the obsidian? No. So um, 
something he had brought up is, and it's a very valid point. Um, is is it our belief in the stone or the the talisman, whatever that protects us, or is it the actual thing itself? Um, I, I honestly think that crystals and, and stones have their own vibration, so. Uh, it could be one or the other. Um, Eric, I'm sure you're more along the lines of the belief in whatever it is you're thinking that protects yourself, right? Right. So, um, I, fr- from the the aspect of praying, for those of the, the people out there that not necessarily uh, are, they're Christian, but they, they don't practice regularly um is there any specific prayers that you would use for protection or just praying and asking for god's help um well so as you were you're just saying about believing uh you know one thing that's important is when you're praying is to believe in what you're praying you know believe that whatever you're asking uh is to come true uh that god's going to do whatever you're asking him to do uh so yeah i mean if you're praying it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be like the Lord's prayer or, uh, you know, anything like that. Like it doesn't have to be something previously written and come off your mind and you can say anything you want to say. I think people have this disbelief or this, this misconception that when you pray, you should be very, very, uh, specific and considerate and, you know, stuff like that. Look, God is way higher than us and he understands how flawed we are. Uh, I could tell you there's been times where I've gone to God in prayer and I've cussed up a storm. Probably not a good thing to do, but I've done it. But you know what? You know, what God wants primarily is a relationship with you. And he's going to take whatever you're saying and he's going to understand it. Like the, the scripture says that for days that you cannot pray or you don't have the words to utter, your spirit moans for you. Uh, meaning that it speaks on your behalf. Uh, and there have been plenty of times where I've just been so full of anxiety that I couldn't bring myself to ask or so angry that I couldn't bring myself to talk to God. Uh, but there, during those moments, I can feel like this kind of sense that God understood, could, could knew exactly what it was I would want to say because of the spirit who went to him on behalf uh, of me. So, you know, a simple prayer would be, Literally, Lord, can you help me? God, can you help me? Jesus, can you help me? If you're sincerely praying it, now you got to consider that the word Jesus isn't just a name. It isn't just a word. It's the the man who came to earth uh, as God who died on the cross and was resurrected after his death to save us from sin, right? Uh, You have to have that belief, uh, it doesn't have to be a huge belief. You don't have to be 100% all in. You know, God says that faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Uh, and so even having the slightest bit of belief in that truth is more than enough powerful for God to respond to you. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. And you don't always have to necessarily, you know, put God's name into the prayer. You just say, help me. Uh, you know, you know who it's directed to and God knows who it's directed to. So, yeah, you know, it's I think people overcomplicate it a lot and they'll say a prayer that lasts like 30 minutes long. I mean, we've seen that in church a lot. 
Uh, it's like, we don't have to keep talking. You know, you don't have to say the same, uh, stay on the same subject for 10 minutes. You know, all you need is a few words. God knows what it means. So. Right. All right. Any other final words before we head out for the evening? No, not on this side. All right. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, folks. Um, we've had much longer ones more recently. So um, it was just something we want to kind of to really touch base on. Um, as we've said before, uh, doing this for uh, 12 years now, 12 years, it's kind of hard yeah. to come up with something new and exciting. So uh, we are trying our best to do so, of course. But uh, this was just something that kind of came to my mind because with all the craziness going on right now in the world, I think we really need to concentrate on uh, ways of, of protecting ourselves, not just from spiritual stuff, but protecting ourselves, being aware of our surroundings, stuff like that uh, in the physical sense as well. Um, next week... We are going to be bringing on Ken Gerhardt uh, to talk about his most recent book, The Essential Guide to the Loch Ness Monster and Other Aquatic Cryptids. Uh, something that Eric and I always love talking about, so it'll be fun to get Ken on once again to talk about the different creatures that lurk in the deep. So stay tuned for that next week. Um, I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again. I did release a new episode of Beyond Reason, so go check that out. Uh, make sure you're checking out Paranormal Heart. Let's talk about it and the Truth Fox. All great shows. I'm looking forward to the different content everybody's coming out with every week. But until next week, folks, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.